Turn us on, and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up on the program, we're going to speak with an expert in dating and relationships, somebody who coaches men and talks about first impressions, leadership, and such. We'll talk about the fundamentals of authentic attraction that most men never learn that you will learn tonight. That's coming up after 10.15, but first... Calling's not the only way to connect. The inbox is easy and always open at 514-800. You can also email me anytime to laurie at drlaurie.com. This question, I want to start a love relationship and the other person who's okay with that said to me to do the 14 days with mask, it will be fine for us. I want to know how it works. Being isolated with mask in my apartment for 14 days and get tested if I'm COVID free. Am I right? Well, if you're isolated, you don't need a mask. The, listen, I'm no expert in COVID, uh, but I've you know certainly talked a lot about the dating aspect of it. Uh, you want to stay as safe as possible. So if you're isolated for two weeks, meaning you have contacts with nobody, you don't go out of your house and the other person is doing the same thing, no contact with anybody else and isolated for 14 uh, days and no COVID symptoms, getting tested, probably a good idea at that point, but you still can't remember the test is only as good as the day you got it. So if you get the test today and tomorrow you're out shopping or, or what have you, then it kind of invalidates it really, if you're going to um, connect with somebody else. So, you, you have to be able to trust the person who you're going to get together with. Now, I believe, I don't know if we're still allowed. If you're single, you're allowed to have one visitor. I don't know if that's still uh, the, uh, the guideline. So you may want to look on the Quebec website to find out what the guidelines are uh, for this. So that's how generally it works. But you don't need to be in isolation and masked. Masks is to protect others. Uh, and of course yourself too, but mostly to protect others. So if you have no contact with other people, I don't think it's something that you need to uh, worry about here by email. Is it possible to get so wound up by great sex with a man? You do not care if there is no committed relationship. He told me he really enjoys sex with me. And I have to admit, I never had better sex in my life, but last little while, nothing. He has always been honest with me and still tells me he does not want to get too serious with anyone. I feel like I got cut off, but I think I'm falling in love with him. My emotions all over the map. What can I do? Well, it sounds clear that that person is not in love with you or that they're not interested in having a relationship and that it was understood that this was a, a, a sexual relationship or a friends with benefits. So protect yourself. In other words, back off, back off and, and distract yourself. And you're not going to get this person. This person is telling you, I'm, I'm not interested in a relationship. So whether you fall in love, don't fall in love, whatever it is, that's on you, but don't expect that they're going to change their mind or that you're going to change their mind. They're telling you what they want. Uh, so pay attention to that and protect yourself, which might mean stop having sex with someone you're having feelings for that doesn't have feelings back because it will only be painful. Even if the sex is great, ultimately protect your heart, uh, would be my, uh, my advice. Uh, 
Another email, I write to you with joyful tears tonight. I am a single middle-aged mother of two born in Iraq and came to Canada when I was only five. I spoke no English, but my mother did and my dad just a little. My dad is a very traditional Iraqi man and my mom is less traditional. We are of the Muslim religion, but like most people of most religion, non-practicing or at least not strict. I've been listening to your show for a few years now, and I personally feel I am a better mother because of you. Tonight during dinner, my daughter, 12, said something to me that put me in tears. Thank you, Mom. Our tree is beautiful, and the outside lights are beautiful, too. She went on to say, I know we do not follow Christmas, but we are part of the spirit of the holidays. Is that why there is a Santa? That This came because of the story you read from a little eight-year-old girl who wrote a newspaper asking if Santa was real. I found it on the internet and read it to my daughter. She did not say too much about it, but I guess it affected her more than I realized. Over the years, you have been an inspiration to me, and I can honestly say my personal life and my inner self has improved. If you would have read The Night Before Christmas poem, that's the kind of naughty poem I read uh, last night and a couple of nights back. A few years ago, I would have been shocked, but I was able to laugh about it today. You have changed a few things about your show, and I approve. Monday's view is great. I like Trouble Tuesdays, Open Fridays, and the Baby Boomer Show. Your show spans all religions, races, and borders, and love is universal. It was because of you I discovered that masturbating is okay and normal, and you gave me the courage to go into a sex store and buy a vibrator. And I want to give a big thank you to the Seductions Girl, a boutique seduction, who served me, saw how uncomfortable and nervous I was, and made it a fun experience. I do not know too much about Hanukkah and the Jewish faith, a little more about Christmas and Christianity, but few non-Muslims know much about our faith. But I do know many hold these holidays as special as they should be. So let me with you and all your wish you and all your Jewish listeners a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas to everyone. So that was um, very, very sweet. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. What is your take on having sex in public places or getting nude in public? How common is exhibitionist exhibitionist sex? First of all, my take is that it's illegal. So sex in public places is not legal. Nude in public places is not legal. Um, If you go to a nude beach, designated areas for nudity, that's fine. And I have no issue and nor will, it may not be for me, but I certainly wouldn't judge uh, nudists or naturists as they call themselves uh, to be nude in public, but that's nude and sex don't go together. In other words, these nudist places are not, places filled with orgies. They're just people who believe in no clothes and and, and freedom and, and what have you. It's not attached to um, a sexuality. I can tell you that exhibitionism is uh, a, fe- a common fetish, at least especially in fantasy. Uh, people who uh, do make videos of themselves, for example, and, and share those videos. Those would be exhibitionists. Um, I mean, there's different ways of being exhibitionistic and falling within uh, the law. Having uh, sex in the middle of a park when there potentially could be kids there or or people there who would be offended by this behavior. Well, this is why it's it's not legal to have sex in public places, period. So yes, it may be exciting, but at the same time, it isn't... Um, you know, other people are not consenting to this walking through the the park, 
for example. So if you have sex in a public public meaning like, I don't know, it, it, late at night in the bushes in the park uh, where nobody's going to find you, that's one thing. But the goal would not be to be seen. Exhibitionists want to be seen. So that's a, a completely different thing. So there's, uh, again, there's the issue of consent to me matters uh, and it should matter to to everyone. So if, if you get off on uh, ex exhibiting yourself to unsuspecting people, that's not consensual. And that's in my books, just not okay. Coming up, we'll talk about dating with a dating coach who works with men. This is basically a men's week this week. We're going to find out more tomorrow as well. Um, but tonight, we'll find out about uh, authentic attraction, the fundamentals of authentic attraction. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAB 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Tonight we focus on dating, but here to help out uh, the men actually be more successful. Shayna James is with us. She is an expert in dating and relationships. She's uh, she's a coach. She is also the host and founder of the Man Alive podcast. She's done uh, a TEDx talk on the subject, which she'll tell us about. Welcome to the show, Shayna. Thank you for having me. All right, let's talk about you talk about the the fundamentals of authentic attraction that most men never learn. So if it's yeah. something we never learn, let's learn about it tonight. <laughs> I love it. Well, there are 10 of them and I probably can't even remember all of them in this moment, but for time's sake I would say I was working with a client yesterday and one of them is about silence and how so much gets communicated in silence and that that is often where the spark ignites. Mm. And he said, well, doesn't the spark ignite with, you know, the nice things I would say or the things I would do for her. And, and I stopped him in that moment and I said, okay, so right now we're talking to each other, but can you feel how if you actually pay attention to a layer deeper, there's an energetic connection happening, right? That's happening in the silence. And you know, you could stop right now and you could be really awkward or strange or, you know, hesitant or fumbly, or you could stop and be in silence and you could look at me and take me in and we could really connect in this place. And so I think that's one of the pieces that many men tend to miss. I think you're absolutely right. And I get questions too from men about like, wh what can I talk about? They're very, very nervous about going on yes. a date because yes. they, and, and so sometimes they don't shut up. Like they just keep going. Yeah. And I remember talking to a, <laughs> exactly a few women. Yeah, exactly. And, and they just talk about themselves and they just want to keep the conversation going because they're so right. afraid of silence. Now, yes. just as a population, most of us are not so comfortable in silence. I think that's the yeah. reality. So I yeah. think moving this into the dating area though, I think you make a, a it's very important. Like t you said something that struck me, which is the person is taking you in, you know? So yes. if they're silent and looking at you and taking you in, there is a, a sensation you get from that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And if you're in your own head, kind of in a dialogue with yourself about, am I good enough? Is she going to like me <laughs> or he, or, you know, whoever, um, am I doing this right? then you totally miss out on getting to 
take in the other person and really, you know, explore the world of the other person in front of you. Right. And I think this is a, a skill everybody can learn in terms of even uh, mindfulness, right? Just being in the yes. moment and learning to be yes. in the moment. Too many people are in their heads and they worry about it so much. So how yes. do you get guys to stop putting so much pressure on themselves, on themselves in a dating situation? That's a great question. I mean, one of the other fundamentals is about embodiment and that we are in science has proven this, that we're kind of like tuning forks. And mm -hmm. so the more you can actually relax into your body and feel the sensations of your body, even down to your blood flowing through your veins, right? When you get really, really subtle and, and masterful at it, then your mind can tend to relax. So one of the ways I help guys take pressure off of themselves is doing these embodiment practices so that they're not totally caught in their mind Mm -hmm. And they can actually hear those nervous thoughts in their mind without completely, you know, buying into them or identifying as them. It's like, oh, look at my little monkey mind is running around. Well, you know, I could have compassion for that part of myself and right. I could put my attention back on my body. I can put my attention back on the person in front of me. Right. Yeah. Kick that little monkey out of your brain. <laughs> so, okay. I see you. Goodbye. You don't belong yeah, one here. Of the other, <laughs> yeah, one of the other things I was just thinking that is another fundamental is the fundamental is that embracing awkwardness dissolves awkwardness. And so mm. a lot of men have this sense that, well, I can't say that I'm feeling awkward because that would be really, really awkward. And yet how you say it makes a big difference, right? So if you're awkwardly like, oh my God, this is so weird. I can't believe, I don't know what I'm doing here. That's going to be really bizarre. But again, if you can take a deep breath and recognize, oh, part of me is awkward right now. Another part of me could actually calm down and, and get grounded, right? You could say to a woman, wow, I'm feeling a little awkward. You know, how about you? How, that's right. How about you? Exactly. And I, I'm going to stretch that a little further and go yeah. into the sexual realm as well, because yeah. Yeah. I, I happen to see a lot of men who suffer from performance anxiety, especially yeah. men, you know, getting dating all this pressure they put on themselves. But if they are able to get into a position where they can actually talk about their anxiety or their, their mm -hmm. awkwardness, then it can, and then they get a positive response from their partner who says, Oh, don't worry about it. I know it's Awkward. It's okay. Uh, that yeah. just brings it all down. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, having been divorced in my late 30s, I was dating in my 40s. And so I ended up with many men in their 40s and 50s. I don't have to say many, but you know, I ended up right. dating men in their 40s and 50s. And there was often this, uh, this experience in the beginning of not being able to get an erection. And the nervousness of how was I, you know, how was I as a woman going to respond on their side? And when I actually responded with that sense of, oh, you know, it's okay, right? Whatever happens here happens. There's no agenda. There's nothing that needs to happen. Right. That actually helped them relax and let go of the performance anxiety. Right. And, and to know that it's okay. This does happen. Like it, it's yeah. perfectly normal. Us women, we could expect it. It's not a big yeah. deal. Uh, it's yeah, okay. and so many men, because they're so isolated and don't talk about this because of the shame, you know, I've said that to many clients and they're like, really? I'm not the only one. This isn't, <laughs> you know, it's not just me. 
<laughs> no, just about every guy has experienced at least that one time for sure. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. So I have a texter who writes in, I can understand sharing intimate moments of silence with a partner, but on a date uh -huh. with a total stranger, it's very awkward and inappropriate to exchange hmm. such intimacy. Would you like, would you say that's true or how do you make silence work even uh, a first date? Yeah, I really appreciate silence and connection. So I think it, it just depends on each of our tolerance level, you know, inappropriate. It's kind of like, well, who says it's inappropriate, right? I mean, if there's a sense of you're trying to get something or you're trying to, you're objectifying a woman through a kind of silence, then I don't know, maybe we could say that's inappropriate. But I think there's more of a sense of well, what, what, do, what do each of us enjoy? And so if I put my attention on you and you start to kind of get a little bit bashful or light up or feel, you know, this flirty sensation, then I think that's great. I don't think that's that. Then mm -hmm. I don't think that's inappropriate. Right. 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 I guess that there's a, a creep factor too when I'm just thinking of the scenario where you might be the guy might be with the woman who actually realizes she's not interested and uh -huh. he's look uh -huh. and he's looking at her and she feels that is he undressing me here with his eyes right. is he like it's well, it's too much point. for the moment Yes that's a great point I think that the creep factor happens when a man is disconnected from his heart and when he's not attuned to how a woman is responding Mm -hmm. And so often what I would say is if you're looking at a woman and she, and again, we keep doing heterosexual here, but you know, we can talk about any gender. If you're looking sure. at a person and let's say they respond and they kind of, you know, get tense or they look away or whatever, then it might be a moment to say, Oh, did that make you uncomfortable? Right. Without going into, I did something wrong. Right. I'm bad. I was inappropriate. I was creepy. It's like, Oh, something happened over there. Let's, let's, find out what it was. Right, right. In a more casual way. Uh, one text uh -huh. writes, men are creatures of habit. The older he gets, the harder it is to break the habit, but silence can speak volumes. So he agrees uh, yeah. that, uh, and someone wants to know if people have to travel uh, to be coached by you, but I'm sure you're doing a lot of things online these days. <laughs> yeah, all online. <laughs> I was right. actually doing most of my work online before the pandemic, which you know, okay. made it easier, but yeah, all online. Absolutely. Uh, so it's any amazing. other, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's amazing. It, and I think this speaks volumes too for online dating. And, you know, now that there's the pandemic is happening, people doing some zoom dates and things, mm -hmm. I can feel people's energy. And, you know, I've had deep experiences with people over zoom as deep, I think as would be in person. And so it's really powerful to realize that you can create that with someone even on the computer. You know what? That's a, a really good point because I can attest to that too. I've seen a lot of new clients and not just ones uh -huh. that I've had before um, online now. And I was not used to that because I was at uh -huh. an office, uh, but I'm noticing that there isn't much difference yeah. between the connection I can build with somebody online and the connection mm -hmm. in, in my office, which, which pleasantly surprised me because it was the thing yeah. I was avoiding before, you know, people used to ask yes. me, Oh, do you do online therapy? And I was like, no, 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 no. no. I need to see you. <laughs> uh, and now it's, it, it's like, okay, now I get it. I get how yeah. you can, you can reach people. You can connect with people. Yeah. Uh, if the two people are, are in fact, 
obviously interested in in the relationship, uh, whatever yeah. that relationship is. So I think that makes uh, a lot of sense. And people should be, and I'm encouraging this too, that people should be exploring this uh, online and and being able to like see each other, right? Like FaceTiming, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, FaceTime dates and not be so afraid of that. I think it's a really great opportunity. That's the silver lining, I think, with this whole pandemic is that we can find a new way and maybe have deeper connections even before you actually meet face-to-face. Uh, coming yes. up, uh, we're speaking with uh, Shana James. She is a, an expert in dating and relationships. She has a podcast, a Man Alive. She has, she's, has also done a, a TED Talk called uh, What a Thousand Men's Tears Reveal About the Crisis Between Men and Women, which she'll tell us about as well. Coming up, we'll talk about how men get friend-zoned and how to avoid being friend-zoned. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Tonight, we're talking about dating and specifically to help men out as we have Shana James, who is a female men's coach with experience in dating, first impressions, sexual satisfaction, and more. Uh, She's also done a TED Talk, and she's here to join us uh, and share some of her pearls of wisdom. Shane, I do have a text here that maybe we can answer before we talk about being okay. friend zoned. I am a okay. mid fifties gay man have not dated yeah. for almost a decade. I had some mm. trouble, troubling years before having to react to an ailing parent by caring for them until they're passing two years ago. I'm losing a yeah. lot of weight gained in those years, but I'm still quite heavy. I don't want sympathy from prospective dates, but how do I explain what my last decade held me back from dating? I'm looking for a platonic companionship at first. Mm, so how do you great. how do you well, explain that 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 chunk of time with no dates? Well, it's interesting in looking for a platonic companion at first. I think well, first of all, I love the giving oneself permission to have whatever kind of relationship they want, right? Whether it's platonic or whether it might be something short-term or long-term that I don't believe there's any right relationship as long Mm -hmm. as we are being honest with the people we're dating. And so I think whether someone offers sympathy or not, we may not be able to control, right? But I think that, you know, sharing about what happened in these really challenging years um, and setting a context or actually saying, I'm not necessarily looking for sympathy, but I would like you to know me. You know, I would like you to Mm -hmm. know what's been happening for me, I think could be a great way to go about that. I think for the most part, we don't set a context of our conversations. We just kind of hope and pray that Hmm. they'll go the way we want them to. True, true. But I've done a lot of authentic relating games where you could actually say, okay, you know, here's what I'm wanting out of this conversation. And how would that be for you? Okay, great. And then we enter into conversation. It's kind of like a game you can play in that way. Hmm. All right. Good advice. So now I get lots of men who complain about um, always being friend zone. Usually these are really 
really nice guys and they're like, I don't yeah. get it. I'm yeah. so nice. I do so much. Like I care. Uh, I'm generous. I'm, I'm this, that, and the other. And, and they yeah. end up being friend zone. I know this is a major complaint of a lot of men. So yeah. what, how do you counsel them? How do you coach them through that so that they don't end up in the friend zone? It's a great question. And I think my, most of my clients identify as nice guys. And one of the things I would say that creates that friend zone experience is hiding attraction, hiding interest, hiding desire, hiding sexuality, like dulling down those Mm. sensations in an effort to be respectful. Mm. And so often what I say to the men I work with is, you know, I want you to feel everything. I want you to feel as alive, as turned on, as excited as you actually are and as you can be, then it's a matter of how do you communicate that? How do you share that, right? If you're sharing it in a way that's disrespectful or you're expecting that someone is going to meet that excitement, then that can feel creepy or that can feel Mm -hmm. challenging on the other end. But if you're adoring and, you know, caring and loving and your, your heart, you know, sometimes I talk about your head, your heart and your balls, like all of those are (laughs) online. And so if your heart is there and you're caring and noticing again, how a person's responding to you, you can really bring a lot of that turn on and that excitement. So sharing how you are feeling about that person rather than uh, because I know a lot of guys might t- take a step back, as you say, for fear of creeping them yeah. out or yeah. coming on too strong or yeah. scaring them or, or what have you, but, but they end up shooting themselves in the foot in that way. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it's sharing and sometimes it's just being willing to feel because again, we have these mirror neurons we are like tuning forks. And so if you're allowing yourself to feel your body lit up and turned on, when you're sitting across the table from another person, or in this case, a woman, she's going to feel more of that aliveness than if you're dulling down and deadening yourself, she's going to actually feel more of that. She may not be able to put words to this or say that it's actually happening, but we feel it. You start to feel it, right. And I think there's a lot of things that people feel, you know, when, when somebody says, I'm just not feeling it. Yes. <laughs> I, I think yes. that's where that comes from. It's like you, you exactly. act, it's something you can't quite put your finger on, but you, you're allowed to say, like, you're allowed to be able to just to say, I'm, I'm just not feeling it. The energy yeah. wasn't right. It just yep. wasn't right. Uh, somebody yeah, says, friend, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say one more thing too about when when men are not when men are heady and more intellectual and see the world through their mind or their brain as opposed to actually engaging in the world with their body with their hearts as well that mm-hmm. can also create more of that friendly vibe. Right. Somebody wrote in friend zone is the fear of being shot down. So I guess ah, ho- yeah. holding back your interest. Uh, because you don't want to be rejected. So this way you get into somebody's good graces by being the good person or the good guy, yeah. the nice guy, yeah. um, but never actually risking. But then you go home thinking, I wish, I wish, I wish. Right. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you get you just get frustrated time and again. So yeah. I think this yeah. happens quite I, a bit. I was working with a client years ago who was actually married and just had a baby now. 
And he was that nice guy that everybody thought, wow, you're so great. You know, you should be in a relationship. What's going on? And he would talk to women and no one would give him the time of day. And when we, when we started working together and there was this moment I remember where he said something really vulnerable and then he just passed right over it and just kept on going and sped up. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Can we go back there? And we slowed down the moment. So he actually felt what he was really feeling instead of bypassing it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly his, his body woke up, his heart woke up. And I kid you not that he started to go out in the world and he was like, Oh my God, women started almost throwing themselves at him. He had a married friend who was like, I, I may even want to leave my husband. I don't, you know, his therapist said to him, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, keep doing it because you know, something has radically shifted in you. So it's really, really powerful what happens when people take that step out of their minds and Mm. expand into their hearts and bodies. Right. I I say stop analyzing and and overanalyzing and picking everything apart and worrying about every little thing and uh, and just be without, without enjoy. so many expectations, yeah. right? If people could go into dating as I'm yeah. just going to enjoy myself tonight yes. rather yes. than I must impress, I must do this. I must yes. get sex. I must, I must. Well, then I think it would be a, a completely different experience. We're talking with Shana James, who is a, a, a dating coach for men. We've got lots of questions uh, as well for her to answer coming up on our text board. with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. My guest tonight is uh, Shana James. She is a coach and an expert in dating for men. She's a male coach. She is the host and founder of the Man Alive podcast. She's also done a TEDx talk uh, that's titled What a Thousand Men's Tears Reveal About the Crisis Between Men and Women. There's so many questions to get to. We're going to have to have Shana back on on the show, but we've been talking (laughs) about uh, friend zone. I mean, we could talk about, I mean, this is a topic, of course, that we could do over and over again. Uh, yeah. Somebody wants us to define uh, friend zone. Do you want to go for it? Yeah, I think of the friend zone as when men are seen as more of a friend than someone who could be a lover or a partner. When uh, it could be a woman or it could be a man, it could be someone of any gender sees a man as someone who it's just, you know, I'm not right. You said I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not feeling turned on or excited. And yeah, I mean, we could just, let's just be friends. Right. But you're, you're nice enough and you're a good guy and you're really, really nice that I want to be friends with you. I'm just not interested romantically with you. Exactly. And then some women will even go as far as, and say things like, he's just too nice. Yeah. Like there's something about the too nice that seems to be a a turnoff as well. Uh, So maybe, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but. Yeah, we could speak to that. I also just wanted to say that I don't believe in the once a friend, always a friend. I've seen men change and shift. And I actually married a man who I was friends with for two years before mm. suddenly something happened. And then I that I was attracted to him. So um, I don't think that it has to stay that way. Right. But the person, the other person's behavior has to change, though. Like, right. The, the, that's true. The, right. Okay. It's, it's not just going to really, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I think you could be really, really nice and generous and 
loyal and considerate and all of those things, it, it's, it's also like, okay, are you, are you, how do I say this? You know, are you strong in yourself also? Are you falling out of yourself and kind of losing yourself, trying to take care of someone else, not having any right. preferences or needs or desires? Right. Or are you loving and caring and also really clear? Yeah, here's what works for me. Here's what I like. Here's what actually doesn't work for me. Right. And I think this is where we can look at there's being nice, like as you say, everybody should be nice and have all those traits that would be wonderful. But there's the doormat. Yeah. So yeah. And, and that's the, the when you're not making decisions for yourself, but only do what the other person wants, the person on the receiving end, even though yes, they're getting something from it, it's, mm -hmm. there's a lack of confidence. When when you see that, and we know that women really like confidence yeah and there's also a lack of having somebody to actually relate to because if all you're doing is trying to please her then you're not really a somebody in that moment yeah a couple of texts here uh on on the silence i beg to differ with your guest Lori. as silence on a first date is normally considered awkward and inappropriate because it's a disproportionate intimate response to a comparatively rather superficial situation in that intimacy is a progressive exchange that develops in due time rather than instantaneously. Hence why silence between long-term partners doesn't feel as awkward as it would between strangers on a first date. For body language can be easily misinterpreted between strangers as compared to friends or lovers who are comparatively not familiar uh, or more familiar with one another. But again, tuning into somebody's body language Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding that can make that situation not so awkward or inappropriate, let's say. Yeah, I think everybody, again, everybody gets to choose for themselves. I tend to be one of those people who I really love intimacy. And what I've discovered is that even if something is a, a one night experience or a chance meeting or whatever that I actually really appreciate it when it is intimate and powerful and we're two human beings who are having a really precious moment and we don't even necessarily know, like you said, where it's going to go or what's going to happen. Are we going to be lovers or friends or art mm -hmm. creative partners, you know? So I tend to think of intimacy as less of a sexual experience and more of, you know, a, a deeply human experience. I just, yeah, human connection. Uh, but then that requires, I think, a, a, a mind shift, a real mind mm -hmm, shift, mm -hmm. uh, which means that before you go out there, you, you need to have that mind set, which is, I'm just going to go out there human to human and enjoy another human's uh, company and we'll see yeah. where it goes, right? Without yep, all the, yep. uh, the expectation. So a couple of texts here. I hate it if somebody is pretending to listen to me or worse, be interested in what I'm saying. If they're not interested, just be <laughs> honest, just be honest. And if you're distracted, write down your thoughts during my story. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that. Just be honest. And, and you know how many different ways there are to be honest, right? Someone could say, well, I'm really not interested in this anymore. Or I, I do encourage men. If a woman is talking, talking, or again, it could be a, any gender person is talking, 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 that you could say something like, wow, thank you so much, or this is great that you're telling me this. Okay, here's what I really want to know, or here's what I'm curious about, mm -hmm. or 
even if you don't have a question in that moment, you can even say something like to, to give yourself some time. You can say, oh, OK, there's, you know, uh, there's something I want to ask you. And I haven't quite formed the question yet, but can we just pause for a moment? Right. There are so many different ways to be honest right. and to be a leader in a conversation as opposed to just thinking, I just have to put up with this. <laughs> right. And then you go home and say, I'm never going to see that person again. All oh, they did was talk about drained. themselves all day. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've heard that from, from various yeah. uh, people who have been on dates like that, usually uh -huh. with people who I guess struggle with, you know, I don't know what to say. Am, am I supposed to give my resume? Am I supposed to tell them everything I'm looking for and what I am and who I am? Uh, this texter writes, I would not really enjoy my date telling me about herself, like reading a resume or applying for a job. Do you not think that a slow approach is best? No expectations. Yes, I do think no expect mm -hmm. the, the no expectations mm -hmm. for sure, but there has to be a mutuality in that. And you certainly have to show interest yeah. In, the, in the partner you're with. Yeah. I often give the men I work with a question to shift the dynamic and, and you could insert different words if this doesn't fit for you. But the question is, what is the highest good for each of us in this connection? And what I mean by that is, you know, if we really look at it as, hey, I want I want to be happy. I want this person across from me to be happy. I want us both to get something out of this. You know, what what is best here instead of am I a fit for you? Are you fit for me? Do we have to know this already? Do we have, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we have to learn about each other's family history and all of that? Just to really <laughs> check in to see, huh, what what would happen here that would be great for each of us? At this moment. <laughs> at this moment. Exactly, exactly. At this moment. Right. Let go of all those uh, expectations. It reduces the anxiety big time. Shana, I really hope you will join us back again. You were a delight. It's been great having oh, you on the program. You. If people want to get in touch with you or they want to listen to your podcast or watch your TED Talk, where can they go? Yeah, you can go to shanajamescoaching.com and Shana's S-H-A-N-A. And you can find my podcast there, the TED Talk there. Everything's there. You can also go to Apple Podcasts to check out the Man Alive podcast. Wonderful. I look forward to having you on again. Thank you so much, Shana, for your time. Thank you so much. All right. You take care. Bye-bye now. Uh, thank you to all who sent in uh, your text. Very interesting conversation tonight. Uh, so appreciated it. Uh, thank you to our technical producer as well, Chris Aitkins tonight. You can connect with me on uh, social media or through my website at drlaurie.com. That's D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com, uh, where you can also find the uh either the best of the shows that we have or all of the shows that we have. You just have to go to the Passion Radio tab and uh, we've got a whole listing there so you can download them at any time or you can always use your iHeart app uh, and look for the CJD page as well. Coming up next here, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>